I know, you're chomping at the bit to try out your brand new golf equipment. I've got the perfect spot. Sayer National starting their Saturday scrambles in January. It's a great way to scratch that golfing itch through the winter months until springtime brings green grass and warmer temps. The Saturday scrambles are weather permitting, but trust me, from personal experience, they'll play most Saturdays in just about any weather. If your golf game needs a new secret weapon, the Pro Shop has tons of Callaway clubs, balls, and apparel. Come hang out at Sayer National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the rest of the hour. Got all kinds of fun stuff going on. We got Jim Traber coming up at 9.30. It's Super Bowl week, so we'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl, the huge trade in the NBA yesterday, uh, what's going on in state college basketball, or whatever else we might think of to ask Jim uh, we will ask him at 9.30 as he's uh, kind, enough to, uh, kind enough to join us uh, each and every Monday when he's available. So we've got Jim at 9.30. Uh, before that, we'll, I'm sure we'll hit a bunch of high school basketball. As the, um, it, it's, it's playoff week for Class A and Class B. We'll go through how to get signed up for our contest. Uh, Tucker Family Beef, 8 for State. I know what the prize package is. It's awesome. You know specifically. I know specifics. What that is. What that is. Awesome. It is an awesome prize pack. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And a lot of people kind of asking, like, okay, how does this work? How do we do this? So we'll, Generate a lot of it, interest. It, yeah, it did. It did. So we'll, we'll go through that here today. And, and obviously, we'll probably do that every day uh, before what we decide. Like Thursday at noon was the cutoff to get in because there are games on Thursday in Class B. So right. uh, we'll, we'll go through that. We'll go through what happened over the weekend, look at the, the assignments for 2A and 4A, which came out on Friday afternoon, uh, and just kind of, it's going to be pretty high school basketball-centric on the show, really and truly for the next month uh, as we get the playoffs started and making our way all the way to the, uh, to the state tournament in the first week of March, and then the, the bigger schools the second week in March. I mean, there was, there was a ton of stuff that happened, not only with the Paragon teams, but across the state of Oklahoma in high school basketball this weekend. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com or uh, download the app. The app's got radio. It's got Penny News. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Uh, also, we have the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, kadsam.com, or uh, you can check us back out on iTunes. Is that, uh, is that safe to say? Did we check? We're getting there. We're getting it, there? It's okay. spotty at best, but we'll, we'll get there. So it's, 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 it's updating every now and then. It, yeah, it's just it's Apple. So, but, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get her done. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's the, the podcast if you missed the show entirely. How are you, Jared? I'm good. How are you doing? How was your weekend? It was uh, very uneventful. I thought it was going to be pretty eventful. I thought I was going to be doing a weekend away in the city for some basketball, but my kid on Friday tested positive for strep throat. Oh, no. So um, we, you know, it's contagious stuff, so we kept her home, obviously. It seems like every time we, we plan to have an overnight mm-hmm. trip weekend away for for a basketball tournament, just basketball, but it's always that time of year where something's going around. She comes down with something, but – Better safe than sorry. You don't want to get them around the other kids and, and get them sick. So um, there's that. Um, my little one, James, went up to Mutual, Sharon Mutual High School for a festival. So my wife took her because we gave her the choice. Who do you want to take you, mom or dad? She <laughs> said, mom. <laughs> I said, mom, you got it. So okay. I stayed home with, with Katie and um, just took advantage of uh, being home for the first time. I mean, there won't be a lot of weekends where I'm going to get Saturday and Sunday home <laughs> because, like you said, we're about to hit basketball pretty hard. But uh, 
I just stayed home and uh, took advantage and did a lot of cleaning. And it's kind of a boring weekend when it came to the, the sports as far as, I mean, unless you're an OSU fan, they got a big win. OU was a dud. Uh, not a lot to watch, no football, Pro Bowl. You didn't watch the Pebble Beach Pro-Am? I watched a little of it, then I laugh when they had to suspend it because of wind when we're out here in Oklahoma and we play in all <laughs> kinds of wind. <laughs> no, nah, it was a good weekend. Pretty week, pretty uh, weather uh, both days, and uh, it was it was nice. How was your weekend? I uh, was spent in the gym, uh, most of it Friday yeah. at Chickasha, Saturday here at Sayre. That's we right. Up, I, was yeah. gonna, I needed to find out who won the Saturday scrambles here at Sayre National. Uh, as we're hanging out inside the sports bar at Saranac. Speaking of weather, perfect day today. I mean, look out there. The flag on number eight is laying limp. It's the nice sun one. is shining. We're looking at maybe 75. You think we'll get that hot? I doubt that. I think they're calling for, what, 71? Each day, like like going back to like when I started paying attention what today would look like, it would start like, okay, it's going to be – 65. Then each day they'd add a couple of degrees on I mean. there. <laughs> so at that rate, yeah, maybe they're saying 70. What are they saying now? Uh, the, 71 is what I saw when I read the, the Monday weather on Friday. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. the, uh, the weather report. I haven't seen it yet today, obviously, because we're over here. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised now that these clouds, there's just a little bit of clouds that slow it down a little bit. But uh, it's awful nice uh, for sure. And I imagine here, probably during the show, maybe even. We'll start to see some folks coming out to Sayre National playing golf. Uh, just to, it's a it's going to be a great day for that here in early February. Speaking of uh, the, the the Saturday scramble, Saturday scrambles one o'clock. It's obviously weather permitting, but the month of January it was a perfect four for four. Every Saturday in January they were able to play. And That's true. This one was probably it might have been the warmest, but it was pretty windy. It was breezy, yeah. But but still, I mean, a day like that in January, you're coming out and playing the winners. For the first time I can remember, Hunter Hines or Cody Kilgore were not on the winning team. Chance Silas uh, was a winner. Man, he had a good day. I saw him at the basketball game a little bit later. So he came out, got the uh, golf in, and then uh, took in some Elk City Sayre basketball. Billy Argenbright was on the winning team. John Partain and Jay Manning. So that's your winners uh, from the Saturday uh, scramble this week here at Sayre. Five under par. That uh, seems like four or five under is what it's been taking to win each and every week. Every week. So congratulations to those guys. It looks like a, around 50 for a high come, this coming Saturday. So a possibility Tolerable. there uh, to come play again, especially if the wind's not blowing. When so. you get to like 15 above, that's the next thing you look. What's the wind going right. to do? If it's not too windy, that's very tolerable to play 52 in. and no wind is better than 62 and wind. Exactly. Uh, a lot of times in, in this time of year. Right. All right, so the high school hoops, uh, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, you had a lot of games in a lot of oh, yeah, two days. Back-to-back, back, yeah. four games and four wins for the brown and white. Going into Chickasha on Saturday, Elk City in the regular season uh, schedule had only had only swept the doubleheader twice. Uh, it was against Cash. I can't remember the other one. I had this all teed up in my mind, and I completely forgot. Uh, but anyhow... Uh, the Elkettes, the Big Elks go to, to, to Chickasha. On, it was actually homecoming down there on Chickasha, so the Elks played first, uh, and they were able to get a win 48-41 over the Chicks. Uh, the first three quarters was awesome. Oh, Clinton was the other sweep. Uh, I just pulled that up. Um, the first three quarters were great. Fourth quarter is a little bit uh, sloppy. Chickasha got, uh, came back and got within, I guess, maybe seven at the end was as close as they ever got. But uh, the Elks came on to win there. In the girls' game, the Elkettes played played. Fantastic, um, as they were able to pull away and defeat Chickasha in that game on uh, Friday night. Uh, the final score, what was the final score? I'm trying to remember in the top, the top of my head. 40-24, uh, to 24, uh, the Elkettes win. Then come over here to Sayre on uh, Saturday. Six-point game at half, 27-21. The Elkettes led the Lady Eagles. Um, and then the second half was just an absolute offensive explosion. Outscoring Sayre, I think, 21-3 to in the third quarter, 48-20 to for the half. And they go ahead and win 7-5-41. Haley Bowie knocked in eight threes for 26. That tied her uh, season high. Uh, the very first game at that uh, Carl Albert Festival, she had, um, she had 26 against Ardmore that first game. 26 against Sayre. Abby, Abby Brown had 19. 
Uh, Abby was consistent both nights in double figures. The sophomores, you, you could just see her getting better and better. The game is slowing down, but she's not. I mean, she is quick and fast, yeah. but, but the things around her are slowing down. Uh, she had one of the coolest plays of the year uh, in that Saturday game. It was a 2-1-1. Uh, she was kind of on the right side of the, of the lane. Kaylin Burton was on the left. And she had a yeah. behind-the-back wraparound bounce pass right to Burton for I, an I one. I actually saw that. Uh, that, was, that was sweet play by Abby and Kaylin, and Kaylin being able to finish it at the rim. Uh, so the, the Elkett's uh, a great second half. And now they, I think they've equaled the win total from last year at 11-7 and seven with a couple winnable games coming up this week uh, before we get into the playoffs. Then the Big Elks uh, on Saturday started out great. They were up 14 with like two minutes to play in the first half. Camden Richardson, uh, one of the twins, uh, Coach, Rich's, Coach Rich's kids, brought Sayre back, man. It, it was an eight-point game at half, as they, or a six-point game at half, 26 to 20. As he, he, and then the third quarter, he exploded. He ended up with 27 for the game. I think he might have had 14 of those 27 in the third quarter. Sayre actually took a lead uh, there in the third at 34 to 31. Game was tied at 36, I believe, going into the fourth quarter, and then the Elks just dominated from there. Outscored him 18 to 7. Or eight, uh, yeah, something like that, in the fourth, eighteen to five, and just pulled away uh, to win fifty-seven to forty-three uh, at the end. So I guess yeah, eighteen to seven. <clears throat> no, anyway, whatever the numbers add up to, uh, but it was a, a really good uh, kind of. A, you could see the Elks Friday night fourth quarter was not the greatest, but then corrected it immediately on Saturday uh, to pull away and win that game. 57-43. So a, a good week, a good weekend of basketball. And now you've got three straight home games to finish the regular season. Tomorrow night, Altus comes to town. Uh, that, I think that boys game will be intense after the, the championship game down there at the Shortgrass Invitational and the way that one went. Uh, I think you can expect that game to be very, very intense. I would imagine the Lady Bulldogs uh, weren't, uh, didn't feel acceptable, their performance against the Elkettes in that third-place game when Elk City just ran them over. So I'm sure Altus will be uh, fired up on the girls' side as well. And then on Friday, Newcastle comes to town. Uh, the, their boys are like number five in 4A. So that'll be a heck of a challenge for the Big Elks. Uh, the Lady Racers are kind of a middling team to the bottom of, of, of the Western Conference. Uh, but a, a cool thing also on Friday night, if you've got nothing to do, come on out because they're going to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Elkett State Championship team. Oh, cool. We'll be there. Uh, on Friday night at the Pioneer Center. So a good weekend. I was afraid you about to hoops. say they're going to celebrate 50 seniors that <laughs> no, are on well, these teams. That's going to happen too on Friday <laughs> because uh, it, Friday was scheduled to be senior night. It's still going to be, even though there's another game next uh, uh, week from tonight uh, with Bethany making up the, the game uh, from last Tuesday that got iced out because of the weather up there. But they're going to go ahead and do that on Saturday or on Friday night. And yeah, it's going to be a long senior night <laughs> presentation uh, with like nine on the girls' side. Uh, for sure, we'll uh, we'll be uh, honored there. So, but anyway, a, a good weekend, a good week ahead, and so it, it's uh, it's crazy that we're right here to play off basketball. <laughs> I love man. it. It's what about my you? Favorite time of the year? Uh, just well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a marathon of games like you had. Just uh, two games. Canute went down to Burns Flat, went over to Burns Flat uh, to take on Burns Flat Dill City. Really, not a lot to talk about in the girls' game. It was I would I would maybe call it a slow start for the Trojanettes. Um, you you you. And I kind of hinted at it in the pregame of um, not complacency, but uh, focus. When you're taking on a team that you thoroughly handled back in the West Central Basketball Tournament, a team that came in 6-10 and 10, uh, before Friday night, it, and you're coming off arguably one of your biggest wins of the year against Hammond um, back a week ago today. So, you know, how would that look? And then you're going into Burns Flat. It's their senior night, a lot of motivation and it was a little bit of a, a sluggish start for the Trojanettes. It was only 7-2 to two after the first quarter, but they picked it up in the second and third quarter, especially uh, outscoring uh, Burns Flat 15-5 in the second quarter and 17-2 to two in the – I mean, they ran away with it in the third quarter to a 48-12 to 12 win, uh, a night where everybody got to play and everybody did – they, they showed up eventually. You know, Destiny Jackson, she averages 13 a, a night. She got 14. Uh, you had – Kylie Smith had 10 points. It was the usual suspects. You know, it took them a little bit, but um, once they started getting it rolling, you know, I'll give credit to Burns Flat. Their game plan, you could tell, was kind of like what we talk about in football. When you're going up against a dynamic team, 
your best defense is your offense, and Burns Flat would just hold on to the basketball as long as they could, and it try to find some um, some some open space in the Canute zone defense to uh, to uh, get some shots off, but they just weren't falling. That was just they just weren't falling. So thus the low score there after the first quarter, but Canute would again come alive. The second game, the Boyd's game. Uh, very entertaining. Canute uh, would be down. They would get back up. They would be up by like six at one point in the second half, third quarter. And then here comes Burns Flat. Um, they came alive in the fourth quarter, hit three three-pointers. Dalton Davis finished with a game-high 26 points. He uh, went into that fourth quarter uh, with just 14 points. So he, he big reason why they came back in Canute. Um, they just had some costly turnovers in the fourth quarter, only able to make two from the field in the fourth quarter, and they missed eight free throws in the fourth quarter, Oof. yeah, and you can't do that. And they lost at a thanks to a, a, a I'm efforting his name, uh, Sebastian Huffmaster. He only had six points, but he had the game winner. Uh, Canute went up by a, a point um, after Kyron Winter. He split a pair of free throws with about 20 seconds left. Burns Flat comes down, sets up a play out of a timeout, and um, got it to Huffmaster on the free throw line, and, and he put it in for the win. So, again, I mean, Canute kind of gave that one away with, like I said, a couple, two or three costly turnovers that allowed Burns Flat to, to hit some key three-pointers. And, and, again, you miss some free throws. It's just – that's always – it's never good when you're stopping the clock and missing free throws to allow a team to come back. So, I thought the – you know, hoping – you know, as a Canute broadcaster and as a Canute fan – hoping that they could get out of Burns Flat with the win that would have put them two in a row, two wins in a row, with Corn Bible Academy coming to town on Tuesday night for senior night. You get three wins in a row. You get a little bit of a roll, a little bit of mm-hmm. confidence going in the district. Um, that didn't happen. Losing to Burns Flat, still able to rebound in the season with the wind and then look forward to district. But split a pair on the road against Burns Flat. And like I said, Corn Bible Academy coming to town on Tuesday night. And then we look ahead to Friday night and Saturday night for yeah. district. It seems like the free throw line has been a little bit of a bugaboo uh, for the Trojans Absolutely. all year long Yeah, at, at different times. And sometimes they've been able to get away with it, and other times it's really kind of cost them uh, down the stretch of some games. Interest- it's weird. It's just it's a repeating theme mm-hmm. is, is free throws, either makes or misses. You know, in this case, when he splits a pair, you know, in, you go from being the hero by making at least one and putting your team up one and the chance to win it with defense, and then you think, man – you look back at it and you think, what if? Because you look back. It wasn't just – I'm not trying to point out Kyron Winter. I'm not doing that. But I'm looking up and down. It was everybody just missing. For, you know, it was a hodgepodge of makes and misses at the free throw line. And Eight free throws missed in the fourth quarter will get you beat. That will get you beat. <laughs> There's no when doubt you about have that. a lead, with the, the way they had the lead, that and the turnovers, there was just un, – and I call them unforced turnovers because they were just catch the ball and take an extra step and they would call a walk. There was nobody near them. It happened mm-hmm. more than once. And it, it just leaves you – with your hands on your forehead going, what are you doing, guys? It's just a it's a I don't know. It's fixable stuff. But um that it's that stuff that you don't think of at the time, it's a big deal. And I know kids don't think of that. Well, that's no big deal. It's just a walk. We're still up by six. Well, it's a big deal when they go down and hit a three. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're only up three. So it's a big deal. Little things like that. That's if my Little kids are listening. That's why we harp on you to make your free throws. That's why we're always telling you practice your free throws. Take care of the ball. Turnovers and, and, and take free throws care of the will, ball. Yeah, they'll get, get you beat. And especially with the games, we always talk about it. It seems like those thirty-two minutes go so much faster in the playoffs, um, and and little stretches, little two-minute stretches are the difference between moving on and, and going and getting the baseball glove out of your out of your back. Right. Uh, coming up here in the next few weeks um, around the Paragon Network, Arapo Butler swept Eric. On Friday night, uh, Leedy is the third-place girls uh, winner in the 270 conference, as they put it on Moreland. Uh, the Leedy Bison lost a tight one uh, for the 270 conference title to Visay on Saturday night. Uh, Hammond handled Duke on the girls' side. I would assume it went the other way on the boys' side. Um, let's see. Uh, Hollis lost a pair to Sayre Friday night. And then that's about it, wasn't it? Uh, around the state, a couple of notable things happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday night, Weatherford snapped Kingfisher's 80, 80, 8-0 game. Not, eight, not 18. No, 80. 80. 80 game home winning streak wow. in overtime, 51-47. I was trying to remember. I think the last time that Kingfisher had lost at home 
was like the second game of the season in 2017, but it might have been 2016. It was. I'm looking back at their 2017-2018. So the 16-17 so the season, they lost to Elgin like the second game of the year, and they haven't lost at home until Friday night. So, wow. Uh, the Weatherford Eagles get a huge win on the home floor of Kingfisher. And then also in girls basketball, did you see what happened on Saturday night? I did not. Ceiling beat down Lomega. I forgot they matched up. 69 to 41, I believe, was the final there uh, as Ceiling goes into Lomega. That was at Lomega. That was at Lomega. That's yes. why Mark Rogers was there. That is correct. He was just taking pictures of the food he got. He, he didn't, wasn't even <laughs> well, taking pictures of the games. Yeah, 69-41, Ceiling beats Lomega. I also saw Ampo won a game on Friday night against, uh, who was that? It was, it was a ranked opponent. Uh, anyhow, it's right here. I've got it. Uh, Okarchi. A two-point game at half. There you go. So, my gosh, the second half, Ceiling just put it on Lomega. It was a two-point game two at point half? Two-point game at half. That's why we just got on the uh, text line. Wow. Two-point game at half. Uh, listen, that's the problem with the Ceiling is you got to play all 32, and it's and it's you have to take care. Talk talk about turnovers that'll get you beat. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a team that'll get you beat. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I feel like we need to explain the contest and how to get involved, how to get playing, what it what it all entails. Because uh, we have a lot of people uh, that were liking those posts that are put out there a yesterday. A lot of shares, yeah. A lot of shares, and and I also had some. So how does this work? We'll tell you next. Live from Sarah National, it's the Skinny on Sports on the Road. Coming back at you on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Are you looking for a place to watch the games and enjoy a cold beverage? I know the spot. The Sports Bar at Sarah National is the place for your watch party, whether it's college bowl games, the NFL playoffs, or any event that's just more fun to watch with a group of friends. It's outfitted with three large TVs and plenty of those cold drinks. Clubhouse also has a banquet room that's perfect for hosting meetings, weddings, baby showers, any other event that requires space for a large number of folks. Come enjoy the hospitality at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out at Sayre National this morning. I'm sure this place will be packed by the afternoon. It's going to be a gorgeous day. It's going to look up the National Weather Service, see what they said for the high. Uh, I've seen as high as 70 for the high today. It's going to be an awesome day. So a good day to maybe sneak out of uh, your office a little bit early, maybe take a long lunch. Get out and get you some golf in Sayre National, right here in the in the city park at Sayre. It's uh, what what is Western Oklahoma's most in, inclusive club. That's right. It's 51 right now, headed to 71. Partly sunny, high of 71. Then a chance of precip later on tonight is what it looks like from the National Weather Service. Cold front will move in later on uh, this evening and overnight. So uh, that's what we've got here at Sayre National. Now, I put out a Facebook post yesterday, and, and a lot of people uh, have seen it. A lot of people interacted with it on one of multiple different, um, I guess, pages that, that we have. And what it is, it's, it's the eight for state. It's, it's going to be a, a bracket-style contest from, um, for, the, for the Class A and Class B high school basketball tournaments. So here is how it works. You're going to pick, and, and we probably got to link the, uh, the bracket, or just put a link out to the OSSAA webpage. That way it's right. you know, findable there. Or I don't know if we could, that'd, that'd be pretty convoluted to get all the brackets on there. Yeah, just click here for the brackets. Click here, go find them. Click here yeah. to, to, to find them. So they're on the OSSAA webpage. You click on basketball, and then it's got all the brackets for Class A, all the area, all four areas in boys, all four areas in girls. B is the same thing. So what you're doing is you're picking your eight teams for Class A boys, Class A girls, Class B boys, Class B girls. So you're going to end up with 32 teams that you think are going to make the state tournament. 
two out of each area. If you don't know how that works, there's, there's four areas in each classification in each division, boys and girls. Two from each area make it to the state tournament. So you're going to end up with eight Class A boys, all, you know, eight from each for a total of 32. You can text that to the text line. You can put that in the comments of the Skinny on Sports Facebook page, any, any of those Facebook on, on that pages, post. on that yeah. post, comment, hey, here's my eight for state in the, in the classifications. So you've got to do that by Thursday because the playoffs start on Thursday. So once you, get those, once you get your eight for state there, you don't do anything for a while. You just watch, and you cheer on your teams and, and, and your picks. And the eight that you picked, The yeah. eight that you picked, <laughs> and then if you've if, if you got a team that you didn't necessarily pick but you want to root for, you still do that, obviously. Then once the state tournament brackets are released, which will be right there at the end of February, then when you see the brackets, we'll fill out each bracket. And then there will be a point system moving forward. So you get a point for every team – you correctly predict to get into the state tournament before the playoffs start, okay? Then once we get the brackets, you pick the games in the brackets just like you're used to doing for, for March Madness. You get a point for the, the quarterfinal wins, you get two points for the semifinal wins, and you'll get three if you pick the, the state champion on the bracket. So that's how that's going to work. So the first order of business is picking your eight teams – in each classification, in each division, boys and girls, for a total of 32 to make it to the state tournament. That's the first thing. That's all you got to do this week. Simple. It's simple. And send that into the Facebook page on, on the comments of, my, of the post I put out there on the Skinny on Sports. If you text me, you text the, the text line, 225-9698. We'll compile all the entries up, get it on a spreadsheet or something, and maybe kind of show everybody what everybody picked. You know, so you could compare and contrast and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's, but that's what you got to do first. Now, why would you do something like this? It's simple. Mm-hmm. An awesome prize. And being smarter than everybody else. Oh, well, yeah. Not only bragging rights, but. You get bragging rights and you get beef. Yeah. Bragging rights and beef. Bragging rights and prime beef from Tucker Family Beef. Uh, they come along uh, here in the last couple of weeks as a sponsor of the show. And uh, Monty and I were kind of texting back and forth. He wanted to, he had an idea, hey, let's do this. And I said, okay, that is uh, a great idea. He's put the prize package together. Guess what it is? He used, well, the, he used the eight. I love how he did this. Okay, he broke, you broke he, it down he here. He kind of so. used the eight. Okay. So you've got four 16-ounce prime ribeyes. Mm. Four 12-ounce prime strips. See, eight. There you go. And then eight half-pound prime hamburger patties. I had one last night. I, well, let's be honest. I I had, we made sliders, so I had a couple more. Yeah, more than, more one. than one, yeah. Delicious. That's a prize pack right it, there. It is. That it, is good stuff. It's about $175 worth of value is what he's putting out there. So we thank Monty and Tucker Family Beef yes. uh, for kind of coming up with this, this idea. We had kicked it around some kind of, you know, we always ask people who they think is going to make the state tournament. We've taken that to a completely different level this year. Uh, to be able to, uh, to, get, uh, to get them involved. We're, we're appreciative of them, obviously. It's a heck of a prize pack. And then, so now, I mean, everyone loves small school, high school basketball. And everyone in Oklahoma loves beef. What a perfect marriage of high school hoops and beef in this contest. So get your, uh, get your eight for state and all of the different classifications. Figure out who, you want it, who, who you're picking. Get it to us. That way we got you in the contest. And then from there... Uh, we'll just follow along throughout the, throughout the tournament until we get to the state tournament, and then we'll fill out brackets after that. What's going to be a lot of fun is on that Saturday, the championship Saturday. And oh, yeah. If, you know, knowing, okay, if this team wins, this person That's gets right. the pack. Or if this team wins, this person gets the, you it know. It was a lot like the bowl contest. You know, the, it was right. still riding on the last game. Yes. So oh, That's no doubt gonna about be, it. That's going to be, you know, even if it's, I don't know, two teams – from the east side of the state, Who playing cares? for a title, if one we're going to pick them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, boy, oh, Joe Smith is going to be really happy if this team wins. Oh, yeah. That's going to be really entertaining for us. Class A boys final, or whoever, maybe Class B boys final, and we'll know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh man, that just broke so and so's heart. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so that's the uh, the bracket contests. Uh, Tucker Family Beef along with us. 
Uh, so get your eight for state in for A and B boys and girls. And at that point, you can kind of chill out for a couple of weeks until we get the state tournament brackets, and then you have to fill those out at that point. We'll take a break, come back. Let's talk national stuff now uh, with the ultimate Jim Traber coming up. Uh, pick his brain on the Kyrie Irving trade, what's going on with state hoops. Also, uh, Super Bowl week, believe it or not. So oh, we yeah. Can talk a lot about that as well. Coming back from Sarah National right here on the Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. I know. You're chomping at the bit to try out your brand new golf equipment. I've got the perfect spot. Sayre National starting their Saturday scrambles in January. It's a great way to scratch that golfing itch through the winter months until springtime brings green grass and warmer temps. The Saturday scrambles are weather permitting, but trust me, from personal experience, they'll play most Saturdays in just about any weather. If your golf game needs a new secret weapon, the Pro Shop has tons of Callaway clubs, balls, and apparel. Come hang out at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Are you crying? Are you crying? The skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Welcome back, skinny on sports on 98.1 FM, 1240 AM, KADS, the sports animal. Jared Atha with you, Aaron Efforting, Jim Traber. Actually, you got him. They just got in a conversation about how much money that. Um, Aaron's going to send with uh, with Jim to Vegas. Is that what's is that what's happening <laughs> yeah. over there? You know, it's funny because uh, when my dad was alive, anybody that he knew that was going to Vegas, he would send him a twenty dollar <laughs> bill. I'm not kidding you, and put it on a hard eight uh, on the craps table. Yeah, anybody that and it, it hit did it ever did it, it ever did. come back like a it couple did? of different times. He was ahead in his life uh, that he hit a couple. He hit enough times. Or he was ahead each 20 he spent out there. Very good. Uh, joining us now is the ultimate Jim Traber, who will be headed to Vegas later on this week. Jim, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the, his mom was the, the main one he would send it with, so hopefully uh, that, that wasn't the case, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, man, a lot of things going on. Uh, I, I want to start with the Kyrie Irving trade from yesterday. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw that come down? really smart you know and um if he really cares about winning and selling people up and things like that he needs to go in there and realize okay i'm gonna be number two what can i do to make this team better i don't really think either team got something great to tell you the truth but you know mark cuban loves to make a splash i mean he loves that and he'll spend money which is that's what you want as an owner. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm not real fired up about either side of this thing. And I'm real interested to see what Kevin Durant has to say. Um, I mean, you think about Kevin Durant. Just a little while ago, he had Harden and Ka- Kawhi. And now he has Ben Simmons. That's it. <laughs> uh, not, by the way, I really like Dinwiddie. And they got some other players on that team. It's not like they're going to fall apart. But... Um, they're done now. I mean, they're, they're not going to win anything. And, you know, I heard, uh, who was it? I heard, uh, oh, I heard Stephen A. Smith this morning say that, you know, Dallas could win the West. How do they know that? I mean, I, I understand that the dude's making, you know, $12 million a year and he's ESPN's number one guy, but does he also have a yeah, ESP now? You know, I, nobody knows that. We have no idea how these two are going to get together. We don't. Um, but we've talked about, Doncic needs more. I just don't, so I can't rip on the, the Mavericks because they're trying. And if I'm a Mavericks fan, I'm kind of torn on this one. But I don't know. I my opinion is, is that I just don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to get along, fella. Do you, yeah. do you guys think that they're gonna be, you think that it's going to be a good marriage together? Uh, to me, it's it's absolutely either it's perfect. Or it's terrible. I don't think there's much in between. It's either going to take off and they're going to be the best of buds and it's going to work, or it's going to be absolutely awful and it's just it's going to implode. I don't, you know, we've seen Kyrie work with LeBron with, with guys that seem like they need the ball in their hands at the same time, which is certainly what this is, and it feels like he's 
probably going to be the one without it, uh, with Doncic kind of you know running the offense through him. So we'll see how happy. But I don't know if Kyrie's ever going to be happy. You know, it, it was really weird on what is that Friday when this kind of came to light because you really hadn't heard anything from him. And it seemed like, oh, everything's hunky-dory, just waiting on KD to get back. They were really good there when Durant was healthy before he got this injury. Kyrie's being quiet. It was almost like uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. And it just uh, – Kyrie's just a hard dude to figure in my mind. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, he's a weird dude. Um, but let me tell you one thing. He's a great basketball player. Yeah. And if he just goes and plays basketball and he uses his basketball IQ, which I'm telling you, it's high. I mean, he is, he is really smart. Really smart. Um, some of the answers are going, yeah, he can save the world. He's not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying he's not crazy. I'm just saying he's really smart. So, look, there's no one in the league that needs a ball more than Doncic, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it used to be Harden, but Harden doesn't do it anymore. It used to be Westbrook, but he's not as good anymore. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is a crazy deal. It really is. And then, and then, you know, my boy Matt Ravis, who, if you guys listen, obviously, you know he knows the NBA really, really well. We texted a little bit yesterday, and he said, I'm going to give it up to the Lakers for not making the move. And I thought that was kind of interesting because then you see LeBron today, like, he's not happy. LeBron's not happy. Because you know why? Because LeBron believes that whatever team he's with, it's all centered around him. Mm-hmm. If LeBron doesn't care if they gave up every draft pick they've ever had. If he thinks that he can win a championship, you have to do what he wants you to do. Am I right? I mean, is anybody disagree with me on that? Nope. I mean, what did he say? Maybe it's me? It's not me. You mean, you mean that... I don't understand that. Maybe it's me. What does that mean? Does that mean that Ka- Kawhi Leonard doesn't... I mean, excuse me, Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play with him? It means that... Does it mean that Rob Palenka and that the Lakers don't want him to win? I mean, I don't, I don't know what the story is with him. But, you know, he's, he's, he's most unbelievable years, you know, overseas for an old man, and he is old in the game. So, I don't know. He, he's always got a problem, fellas. Always got a problem. And this is, this is him. He, he has a problem with this. He wanted Kawhi Leonard. Well, guess what, LeBron? You bring in Kawhi Leonard, uh, you're still not winning it because you got too many daggone people and then miss games, and it just doesn't work that way. I, I just would have wanted to see it, so uh, see who Brooklyn got back. Would oh, have been Westbrook and Durant again. That would have been entertaining at best. Well, well, let, well let me tell you. Let me say, let me say real quick because if you guys remember when when that whole thing went down, I was one of the only people that said, "Don't don't kid yourselves." Durant didn't want to play with Westbrook anymore, and of course, oh, what are you talking about? They had a great relationship, and they were great. Look, they went to the finals, and blah blah blah. I would bet you that there's a chance, okay, that Kevin Durant talked to Joe Sy up there and said, please don't bring Westbrook back in here. He didn't want to play with Westbrook. Why would he want to play with Westbrook? I'm sorry. Westbrook took, took so many bad shots in their time together. Yeah, I know. He averaged a triple-double. I know all about it, okay? But the triple-double didn't happen. In, right? The average of the triple-double didn't happen until uh, Durant left. And, yeah, he but there are a lot of times where Durant should have had the ball in his hands, right? I mean, it's that simple. So, anyway, um, I don't know what's going to happen in either place. But I don't think either one of them suddenly got something that you're like, oh, this is a guarantee now. Yeah, it almost seemed like when you, when you start hearing what else was offered, I know Phoenix offered uh, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and some picks. Uh, it looked like the Lakers actually were going to turn loose of both of those uh, later. Uh, like one is 27, one is 29. They're both unprotected. And, of course, Westbrook would almost have to have been have been in that deal. It almost looks like Joe Sy himself made the decision that he wasn't going to send Kyrie Irving anywhere that he actually wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Joe Sy probably would like to punch Kyrie Irving, yeah. I would think. <laughs> And you know what? More than likely, here in about three months, Mark Cuban's probably going to want to punch mm-hmm. him, too. You know? Um, he's a hard dude, man. He's a hard dude. If he could just, if he just, you know, listen, fellas, the last three weeks or four weeks, he's played some of the best basketball he's ever played. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's played great. So, I, uh, 
I bow down to uh, I bow down to Joe side because I think Joe got the best deal that he could get. I really do. Why do you want Chris Paul? He's done. Yeah. Why do you want um, Why do you want Russell Westbrook? He's close to done. You know, mm-hmm. it's really interesting how everybody talks about uh, Russell when he has a good game, but nobody talks about him when he has a bad game. And I'm talking about national too. The other night he played about as bad as humans to play. They wouldn't say a word. They don't say a word. It's like he's not even there. But the other the night before that he was having a decent game. The guy's going. Russell Westbrook is up for six man of the year. Like, oh my gosh. She's like 43% for the floor and 29% from three. And he's going to be the sixth man. Oh, it drives <laughs> me up a wall. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that Joe Side got the best deal that he could get. You know, Dinwiddie's a really good player. And uh, what's his name? Finney. Uh, is it Finney Smith? Yeah, her? Finney Smith, yes. He's, he's a solid player, too. So um, we'll see if Durant can get healthy. I don't think they win any championships, but they'll still be a good team. The more okay, so what about KD? Um, we haven't really heard much from him just yet. Is there with him being hurt? Even if they wanted to trade him before Thursday, is that realistic? Or is, if he wants to move on, is that something that's going to have to happen in the off season? Well, it's pretty obvious that uh, you, if you tell them, you know, I want to get out of here, they try to get you out. But I don't think they want him. Remember, Durant said he wanted to trade before, right. and they didn't let him. Right. And I don't think Durant's the one they want to build around, right? I think the dude they got to get rid of is Simmons. I, I mean, who's gonna, I don't know who's going to take him, but I think he's a cancer, fellas. I really do. I, I think he – I want no part of him on my team. And I know. Oh, he's a great rebounder, great passer, blah, blah, blah. He's, uh, he's not part of a winning team. I, I just don't think he is – he is not a part of a team that's going to win anything. And – uh I think Durant knows that, too. So everyone around here is going to be talking about this. And uh, what would it – I mean, Oklahoma City is in a spot where, I mean, you're not going to be able to sign Durant, obviously, because he's got you know three more years on his contract. Who could put together a better package for Kevin Durant than the Thunder could? Yeah, but who are you going to give up? I mean, there's a one field just Alexander. And you cannot get rid of Gildas Alexander. Yeah, well, he you, should be the only on him. Right. See, I would trade Giddy, but I look, would too. I'm, how about yeah, this? I'm how about wondering. Giddy, Chet, and a couple of picks for Kevin Durant? Who says no? Oh, I wouldn't. I would not do that. No. I, there's no way I would do that. No, I mean Durant. He's been hurt a lot lately. Um, I'm, I'm not doing that. I want to see him play. Don't you? He He could be. I, I would not. I would not do that. I wouldn't do it. How about, then, how about Dort and Giddy and some picks? Oh, man. I don't know, dude. What do you think if they bring in Durant, they're going to win? Well, I Maybe just, they will. He I, likes the, I think the story is awesome. I just I, I think Oklahoma City, everybody's happy, but I, I, it's not happening. If Chet, if Chet Don't is happy, nobody likes him. We talk about everybody's <laughs> oh, happy. You know how it works when he if he comes back and dons an yeah. Oklahoma City uniform. Oh, well, we we love you now again. We love you, Kate. There'll be people well, I, that there'll I be gotta, people that have their, the 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 jersey they burnt in some sort of urn <laughs> trying to put it back together if he comes back. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, if uh, my ex wife came back to town, I wouldn't be real. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me all know. Neither one of you guys have been divorced. Right? You know, You're right. You don't know what it's like. No. So I'm telling you, I don't think they would want him back, personally. <laughs> uh, let's switch uh, to, to in-state college basketball. Man, I, I wasn't convinced that Oklahoma State had really turned it around. I was more looking at the schedule that they had played. Yes, they played better, obviously, but they also got OU twice, Ole Miss in that four or five wins. But you can't say that, even though Miles didn't play, still knocking off TCU uh, at home on Saturday, five of six, and now all of a sudden Oklahoma State is looking to be in the top half of the conference just out of nowhere. What a turnaround. And, and props to Mike Boynton and props to those guys uh, for understanding what he's wanted and, and to turn this thing around to where you look up and they're only a game behind Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, and TCU. Uh, it, fellas, let me tell you something. And that game, if you watch it on Saturday, is the epitome of what they're about. If they can get rid of that stretch that they had in the third quarter, which, you know, they didn't have one of those stretches against OU, but I think OU kind of quit against them, to say the truth. But, um, dude, they, they're unbelievable when they play the defense. And remember something. The tournament, they let you play even more. Yep. 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, if they get to the tournament, they will be lighting people up with that defense. I mean, their defense is unbelievable, and their offense is getting better, and I love they're still shooting some threes, but they're not shooting as many threes as they did at the beginning of the year. I think Boynton has done an unbelievable job of changing this team, guys. I really do. Playing Newton more, you know, just playing. They played a little bit of Cisse and Boone on Saturday, but, you know, kind of just switching them back and forth. They got athletes all over the floor. They're so athletic. So that was a yeah really good win. You look like looked like they were going to blow the thing, but then they came back and did what they had to do when they did it. So yeah, f- they're five and five in this league now, aren't they? That's yeah, five and five. Five and five with uh, Texas mean, Tech. Is- with Texas Tech at home next. Yeah, fellas, are you kidding me? I mean, they're this is impressive. I mean, really, really impressive what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I mean, a month ago, people were like, well, I don't know, Boynton, you maybe need to get rid of the guy. Now, he's made one of the best moves in the entire country. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I can it, remember going, I was listening to the Iowa State game at Stillwater after they after they won Bedlam. And you're down 18 at halftime, or, or in the first half, and thinking, okay, well, that Bedlam win was just kind of because they played OU. Now they're back yeah. into the you know the Big Twelve and it's going to get get them beaten and they come back and win that one and since then it feels like even though they lost at Texas they still played probably closer than what the score indicated and and now win three in a row back to even in the conference I don't think anybody saw this coming even two weeks ago much less you know a month no and Texas obviously is their kryptonite they, for some reason they just don't play well against Texas Texas has got great athletes maybe better than them that's probably why yeah but uh, yeah man listen it and. You know, when they score, fellas, they're fun to watch. I mean, think about this. I have gone in the last month of saying about OSU basketball, I've gone from it's it's impossible to watch this. It's so bad. To me now saying, this is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Boynton has changed his team. And the change to me has been, fellas, take the ball to the basket. Don't you guys agree? I mean, when they go to the basket, man, they're good. And Boone is just... I mean, I, I don't know if there's any big men in the league that are going to stop them. I know there's athletic big men, but he's got all those moves. And, you know, they let you walk across the daggone lane now. I mean, my God. And I'm not just saying him. I, I just can't stand the, you know, the, the Euro steps that they let everybody do. And he's, he's perfected it. I mean, perfected it. So they are, they're an impressive, impressive story. Really impressive story. On the other side. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> the Let's talk oh Super God. Bowl. Let's talk anything else. Let's talk uh, Pebble Here, Beach. Here's the, one, here's the one thing that I, w- that I would wanted to ask you. I mean, OU is obviously terrible, and they're the worst team in the conference. I don't care that they're one game ahead of Tech. They're, they're, they just are the, they're the worst team that's out there in this conference right now. Is what Boynton's doing at OSU a cautionary tale for the people that want to fire Porter, Porter Mosier right now? Well, that's a really good question. Probably a little bit, but let me let me tell you something, fellas. You have to be athletic nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're one of the least. Matter of fact, I don't know if there's a no. You, Skinny, you're amazing in history. By the way, I appreciate you texting me sometimes when I got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, so, you're welcome. <laughs> Jared only texts me when he was when he wants to mess with me. <laughs> oh, when I'm, I'm complaining about uh, quarterbacks and team, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, listen. When you're athletic, you can make up for things. When you're not athletic, you just look bad. This team is so bad. I mean, it it's ridiculous. And when the other team, you know, West Virginia's got okay, and it it makes it look like on TV that OU's quit mm-hmm. because they can't they can't stay up with the other team. I'm not saying they did quit. I'm just saying. When you're not athletic, it looks like you can't stay up with the people. And why not? Because, well, the number one thing you say is, not enough effort. Well, guess what? It, I don't know if it's effort or not. What I do know is, is one of the least athletic teams I, I've ever seen uh, around here. And, you know, I respect said it the other day. You're running these those kids out there. I mean, they're a nice story. They have no scholarships except Eastern Washington out of high school. I mean, Tanner Groves is just killed by people. Then you bring the backup in, he's a walk-on. Nice story from there in, like, Southmore or Westmore, wherever he's from, but he shouldn't be playing in the Big 12. I mean, it is bad. It's bad. And then Shearfield's not a great athlete. He's a really good basketball 
basketball player, but he's not a great athlete. Then they run some other dudes out there that, I mean, with all due respect to one kid, he looks like he needs to go on a diet. Um, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I Look, I could go crazy right now and say that they need to get rid of this coach. Um, but I will tell you, it looks like he's in over his head. It really does. And you know that old saying of, well, if you can coach here, you can coach anywhere. It's not always true, guys, because you got the recruiting, you got the, the – you, you tell me something. If there's some dude who's playing at uh, Seton Hall right now and he's not happy and he's a 6'8 dude that wants to run up and down the floor and get after it, is there any chance that that dude wants to come to play at OU? No. <clears throat> no, I mean we could. We literally saw those two kids from St. Bonaventure come in here and beat OU in the NIT last year. Mosier got a up close personal look at those guys, and now who's dominating for Kansas State? Who's turned that around? Yeah. Those guys. You was, know, it Iowa, was it Iowa State or was it Iowa State? Kansas. Kansas? I think it's Kansas, oh, oh, Kansas yeah, State. Yeah. yeah, Kansas State's yeah, got yeah, the Iowa St. Bonaventure. So where did Iowa State get two kids from? Uh, they, they got two kids from. Where was it? Somewhere back east that both can play? Yeah, and they, and they lost the kid to, to Texas, Hunter, to Texas, and That's then they right. picked up those guys. I mean, they're, they're yeah. everywhere. That's the thing. When you, when, has OU ever been this non-athletic? I don't think so. Because even when they weren't very good, they, they still had some athletic – it seems like OU's always had that kind of athletic big guy. Or, or, or athletic guards, you know, even let's say if you had like Renzi Stone and Johnny Gilbert who weren't the greatest athletes, you also had like Nate Erdman and, and, and different guys on the outside that made up for that stuff. Always, always yeah. players. Hey, let me ask you a question. Why hasn't Obama still been, kid been playing? He comes in and he what? looks like he ought to be. Uh, and, and what about Boy, Oway, yeah. too? I mean, Oway, Oway yeah. I, I don't Those get it. Those two guys, Oway and, and Bombasil, are by are the two best athletes on the team. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. So when you, that's the one thing that bothers me a little bit about him, guys. You know, when you're watching your team, you have to be saying, gosh, man, we are not athletic at all. We need some athleticism. You have to be saying that, right? Yeah. Well, you got Bobasil and you got uh, Owe, who are your two best athletes. Once you fire out there more, now he did a little bit against West Virginia. And you saw Bombasil, he's in there fighting. Now, he missed a couple uh, chippy chippy layups and stuff, but he's in there fighting away. Oh, way the same thing. I'm sorry, man. You know, with all due respect to Jacob Groves, uh, he's not playing for me anymore. I'm starting either Oway or Bombasil, and he can sit over. I'm sure he's a good kid, and you know what's unbelievable about it is? He can shoot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good shooter, but he can't get open. That's right. That's exactly I right. I mean, you know, if, if you're not playing any defense, I'll bet you I'll bet you with the gym fellows, he lights it up. I'll bet you. But he can't get open. And then Tanner Groves, I mean, I hate to beat on these two kids, but man, he, it doesn't matter who's playing against them. West Virginia and OSU, those big men inside obliterate them. What about Texas? Do you think those guys are going to count? TCU, all of them. Yep. So, I, listen, I could rush the judgment and say the dude needs to go, but I will tell you this. It looks like he's in over his head. And I said this on the radio the other day. He better, when this season is over, he better say to himself, I'm going to bring in at least two and maybe three athletic five guys. I don't care who they are. I'm watching other schools. they got three or four of them. You know, three or four of these guys are running out. OSU's got well, they got three, and then they got that other kid who's from, I think he's from Africa, who's played a little bit. I can't remember his name, but he looks like he's athletic, too. Mm-hmm. That's this kid for OSU, What's his first name. Which, you know, one? Which one? The big guy for OSU, the third big guy. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, something Smith, right? Yeah, it's something yeah. Smith, yes. Don't worry about it. Anyway, he would he would be, he would be so ahead of anybody on OU. And he doesn't even hardly play. Think about that. The third team center for OSU is far better than any big man that OU has. Tyreek. Tyreek Smith. When have we said that? What's his name? Tyreek Smith. Tyreek Smith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Is that crazy? When when in the history, now OU, I mean, OSU obviously had some great, great teams, but when can we say the third team uh, center at OSU is by far better than anybody at OU? That's mind-boggling. Oh, by the way, don't forget about Newton at about 6'9". You know the kid I like up there, guys, is Asbury. I've been talking yep. about him. I like him a lot. Man. 
See, I, I was going to say that it feels like once he started getting more consistently out on the floor, is kind of coincides with this run starting. Yeah, and Newt and Newton started. Mm-hmm. They started Newton, and then played Asbury. I remember in the in the uh, the first Bedlam game. Do you remember in the second half, Asbury would cover at Sherfield one on one, and he shut him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sherfield couldn't get any. See, that's the problem when your best player is not an athlete. That kills you too. That's so right. that's exactly right. You I, I can't go get a bucket. Day, I, think I, I said, if OU and OSU played each other twenty times, OSU would win eighteen. And Chandler said, I thought you were going to say twenty. <laughs> well, I didn't want to be a jerk about it, but they won't win twenty times. The matchup is horrible. I mean, just horrible. So, and by the way, all this, all these other schools in the league are that athletic. So again, I'm not going to come on here or come on today and say that. Porter Moser should be fired, but I am going to say I think there's a legitimate chance he's in over his head. I really do. I really do. Here's what's scary is you're starting to hear some rumblings, and this could just be because the thing hasn't gone great. But when the question's asked, some of the guys that, that follow the team the closest, why didn't they get guys like you're talking about? And the answer is a bunch of them thought they would sit behind Tanner Groves and wouldn't get to play. See, that's scary. You're saying that people who's saying who's saying oh, that? some different guys that follow OU closely um, are, are kind of putting that out there that you know what's wrong with the transfer portal and the answer was they had a couple of guys that were on the hook but they were afraid they those the guys were afraid they wouldn't get to play because of the the affinity for Tanner Groves uh, that Moser has now that could just be smoke that's yeah. kind of coming out well, there but uh, at the uh, same time though. We're, we're kind of seeing it. I mean, there's maybe there's just no other answer because of how the how thin the roster really is. Yeah, well, he's the one that needs to stick it up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sticking it up. That's what needs to be done. Um, and what Groves is Tanner Groves is gone, right? After this year. Yeah, I think that's right. What about what about Jacob Groves? Is he mm-hmm. still around? Gosh, it's so hard to tell. With, even if they're it not says, twins, are they're not twins, are they? I thought they were just older. brothers. I think- but even cash, even anymore, if it even if it says senior, who knows if they yeah. got no, that's a good point. Other years. COVID year or whatever, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. So again, I mean, if Tanner Gross is going to leave, shake his hand, have a nice senior night after the year. If Jacob's got another year, I'd call him in and say, Jacob, listen, dude, we love you and everything, uh, but if you'd like to go somewhere else and play more, great. But we need to get more athletic, and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. You may come in some, but you're not going to play a lot next year. If you want to go somewhere, go back to Eastern Washington. You know I mean? it, it was a nice experiment that, frankly, was okay at times, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, I mean, Tanner Grove's a good basketball player, but he's stuck in mud compared to the dudes he's playing against. Yeah, it was the you know? wrong oh. time of, his, of the Big 12s. It was just the wrong time to be in the Big 12 for that guy. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly right, it's man. The wrong time. Athlete, the athletes are absurd in this league, and yeah, uh, tale of two teams going on right now. It's crazy. Uh, let's real quick Super Bowl. Um, I heard uh, the Fat Jack yesterday on his uh, Sunday show on, on the Animal mention that uh, Pat Mahomes eighteen six and I think two maybe in games where he's either a three point or less favorite or an underdog. That, that, that sends off warning bells in my mind because I kind of liked Philly going into it, but with those numbers, uh, that uh, has me thinking, uh, rethinking my my position uh, heading into the game. Two weeks off. I heard somebody talking yesterday, fellas, that said that he had had a uh, a sprained uh, another high ankle sprain, like maybe a couple of years ago or something. And I guess Patrick Mahomes has told people close to him that one was worse than this one. Oh. So two weeks off, I think he's going to be ready to go. I like Kansas City. I, I just Philly's an incredible story, and but I just don't know if you go from first round to win the whole thing. I just don't know if you do. Kansas City uh, knows how to win. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Uh, but I'm leaning towards Kansas City to win the game, and I'll be interested to see what Jack thinks. I mean, you know, he's got fifty thousand dollars for Philly win, right? So. Um, I'm sure he's going to bet. I think he's going to bet somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars on Kansas City on the money line, would be my guess. Um, and then he's guaranteed winning a bunch. So, uh, but it's going to be fun. I can't wait to get out there. I told you all before I went on the air. My wife, Julie, she went to Hawaii yesterday. This is a dog, and I, uh, it is just terrible. It's terrible to be 
50,000 miles away from me and I can't do anything. So, um, uh, and I, and by the way, by myself, I'm an idiot. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm clueless. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I can barely, uh, I can barely walk around. So. Are, you, are you eating okay? Uh, well, that's, I heard you trying to get her to make you meals before she left. <laughs> it didn't sound idea. like that was happening. <laughs> I'll tell you what I ate yesterday. Uh, I ate a cheeseburger and tater tots with a uh, with a uh, cherry limeade from Sonic in the morning in the afternoon, and then last night I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So there you go. I am on fire. That's what I'm eating. <laughs> that sounds like the the bachelor's lifestyle a little bit here. Good thing. What, oh, are you leaving what, Wednesday or Thursday? I leave Thursday. I am so clueless, man. I got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the big New Yorker is back from Pizza Hut, so that might be able to last you a little bit, a couple of days. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I need that. So. <laughs> All right, I'm losing man. weight, though. <laughs> Uh, very good. Well, have a have a good have a good trip out uh, to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Julie feels better by the time yeah. uh, she sees you, or hope fast, faster than that. Being out in Hawaii, that yeah, no fun. Oh, terrible. Yep. No all right, fun fellas, at all. Thanks. All right, man. Thank you very much. Have a good day. See you. It's the ultimate Jim Traber joining us here on a Monday. Yeah, how awful would that be? Ugh. Go to Hawaii and get sick and on get the way. Sick on the way. Not oh, good, man. I've got some interesting stuff on the Super Bowl. Who are you, are you leaning one way or the other at least right now? You know, I yes, and and after hearing that stat, I'm I'm kind of wavering. So you're so leaning I, Philly. I, I was leaning Philly, but after hearing that, I, I'm kind of wavering on it. And and I keep going. You know, we're gonna have all week to discuss this, but quarterback versus quarterback. You got one guy that's been there. You got another guy that are we ready to believe in him? And Jalen Hurts, he just keeps winning. That's all he does. I, I don't know. It, I'm on the fence, and I'm I'm gonna you know when when we, when we pick in Friday. Yeah, we'll pick Friday. Yeah, well, we'll have all week to talk about it. I, I tell you this, I think it's gonna be really good. I think I it's gonna be really fun. I don't want to tip my hand, but if you really, I mean, Philly's defense has been great. Uh huh. But if you really look at who the quarterbacks were on the other side that they played, this is true. It wasn't so great when they played somebody that could actually was an actual quarterback. That, that's true. And it, my bet was on who has the best defense. I think that is more of a question mark than people would just immediately react to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phillies, obviously, stat-wise, they're there. But if you start digging into the numbers and digging into the game, and when they played good quarterbacks, it didn't go so well. And Kansas City's defense was very impressive to me when they played Cincinnati. Yeah. Very impressive. Now is at home. I get it. it. Was at home, but it was more against a more capable offense than no say doubt. what San Francisco had going deep and into the. Well, who wants soon, to play quarterback? Yeah, Anybody? As soon as, as soon as Purdy got hurt, it was over. Right. But, okay, thirty-five to the Lions. Jared Goff. I mean, it, normally you kind of laugh at that, but that offense was very good mm-hmm. this season. Everybody wants to rip on Dak Prescott. He put forty on him just a couple of weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers, everybody kind of likes to rip on him. He put 33 on him. So when they, when they played capable quarterbacks, even uh, Trevor Lawrence, 21, and that was in a rainstorm in which he fumbled like five times Yeah, back earlier in the season. So when they played capable offenses with good quarterbacks, they weren't the dominant force of what we've seen, what we've seen here against Daniel Jones and whoever the heck was taking the snaps after Purdy got hurt uh, last Saturday or right. a week ago Sunday. So. I wouldn't be so sure that Philly has the best defense, to be quite honest with you. But we got a lot of still got time to think about it. Still got time to look at it. The thing is, this now this marathon has come to a sprint. It's down to one game, you know, yeah. and you just never know. You know, how many times we've we seen the Super Bowl? It comes down to one play at the end of the game, or not like one last drive. You know, helmet catches, and I mean. I think it's going to be a good game. You just don't know. I think it's going to be great. I think, I think it's going to be a good game. Whatever happens, whoever wins, I, st- I think it's the two best teams clearly by, by their seeding, and I think it's going to be a fun game. Who do I think is going to win? Tune in Friday because <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure that out. I've obviously started to lean one I, way. Yep. Uh, there's but no it's doubt. Monday. You might but lean it is back Monday. the That's other right. way. I could hear another stat that changes my mind and start looking in. Uh, to that as well. We might get news today. Mahomes fell off the plane and he's... Oh, dear. That would be an awful story. <laughs> Maybe he was in the balloon. <laughs> has, anybody, has anybody seen Mahomes since the China balloon got yeah. shot down? 
I uh, think uh, thanks for thanks to Jim for joining us on a Monday. Thanks to Sarah National hanging out here in the sports bar at Sarah National. There's nobody out on the golf course just yet, but I bet you that changes absolutely. with the quickness. It's going it to be will. a gorgeous day. Get over here and get you some holes of golf in uh, here on, gosh, a beautiful February Monday. Don't forget, get your eight for state. I've already got one entry right here on my phone. Awesome. Skinny on Sports from the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back goodbye. Are you looking for a place to watch the games and enjoy a cold beverage? I know the spot. The sports bar at Sarah Nationals, the place for your watch party, whether it's college bowl games, the NFL playoffs, or any event that's just more fun to watch with a group of friends. It's outfitted with three large TVs and plenty of those cold drinks. Clubhouse also has a banquet room that's perfect for hosting meetings, weddings, baby showers, any other event that requires space for a large number of folks. Come enjoy the hospitality at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.